Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast. All right. Well, hello, everyone. This is Catherine Toon, and I have my good friend, Mike Zenker, on today with Perspectives with Catherine Toon. And I am so excited to finally actually be able to connect. I know you're moving about a thousand miles a minute. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. We got the COVID thing going up here. And uh, what I forgot to tell you at the beginning before we started chatting, Ontario, that I, where I live, is, has just gone into a 28-day lockdown. Oh, no. I didn't yep. hear that. I saw the hockey post, but I... Not very <laughs> hockey conversant, so I was like, "What does that mean exactly?" So, did you did you get the hockey joke? I didn't. I was this is what. Okay, so here's what happens uh, with Canadian road hockey. Yes. This is, you're going to laugh now. This is good. If you're on a on a road where cars are coming, you're all playing. Mm-hmm. Somebody else car, and you have to move the nets, and everybody gets off the road so the car can go through. Right. So when we have a lockdown, it's like car, everybody off the road into your house. It's <laughs> oh, just, wow, there it's you just go. A, that's adorable. We used to do that with cookball, with kickball. We did that, but it, we didn't have nets. Yep. So yes, playing That's in the, funny. playing in the streets. That's awesome. But with the hockey, well, Mike, I just wanted to introduce you. If you don't know him, uh, he has been a pastor for thirty years and eighteen years at yes at his church, and he still loves everybody. What a statement right there is a thing of beauty at Hope Fellowship uh, in Elmira, Ontario, Canada. Uh, and good friend. He's, he has such, he's such a font of knowledge and been working through his own growth and deconstruction, reconstruction process, but just has such a pastoral heart, a teacher's heart. And I knew you'd be blessed with him today. So I thought maybe we talk about deconstruction, reconstruction, if that works for you, Mike. I, I think it's an important topic and it has so many layers. Mm-hmm. I know some people, they bristle at this idea of deconstruction because there's some people deconstructing and are bleeding over everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's like they haven't even processed their own faith. They're just blabbing and thinking they're being authentic, yeah. you know, uh, verbalizing their their journey. And I'm thinking that's probably the most unwise thing you can do. Right. It really is. I think deconstruction should happen within the confines of good people you trust, mm-hmm. um, the safety of wrestling with scripture, mm-hmm. theology, um, being open to other um, varied opinions and mm-hmm. uh, definitions of the theology. Mm-hmm. So that that's a big one. I know mine, mine began a long time ago when, first of all, I did not know my identity. All right. right. I, I thought God was with me, mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. knew he lived in me. Right. All right. Right. Seven years into pastoring, when I became a senior pastor for the first time, it was the first time I found out Christ lived in me. And uh, then I found out I was actually forgiven. So what? Wow. I know. Andy likes you. That's amazing. <laughs> I stopped mad at oh. you. So that's, that, that, mm-hmm. it just began with all that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people don't even know they're forgiven. A lot of people don't even know their identity. So when you hear people on the other side of deconstruction, mm-hmm. uh, you know, calling out these, these atonement theories and talking about hell and all that stuff, um, they're, they're scaring the daylights out of people thinking, mm-hmm. I don't want to deconstruct to that because there's a journey, there's a process. Yeah. And I think if people realize, that they aren't to look to everyone else, but look to Jesus. What is Jesus leading you to? It's just you and the shepherd. Mm-hmm. Quit looking mm-hmm. at the other fields. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly, 
there's peace and there trust Papa peace. to to bring revelation to you. I remember um, as a pastor, I'm learning all this grace stuff for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I'm calling all these grace teachers and pastors trying to get answers because I'm a preacher. I'm supposed to have the answers, right? <laughs> right. And so I'm trying and trying and trying and trying and trying. And finally, six months into this, God says, so how's it going on your own here? Trying to figure all this out. <laughs> Wow. What? He says, will you just stop it and let me show you and reveal to you what it is you need to know? Because you're trying to get certain things and mm-hmm. you're not going to get them that way. Yeah. I have to reveal it to you. Exactly. That was tough because I'm primed and groomed and trained to be the leader, the, right. the inspirer, the, the pastor, whatever, the one everybody looks up to, the, right. the one who doesn't make mistakes. Oh my goodness. Terrible right. setup. Right. It is. And it's, and that is an identity issue too, because if you get to identity as a pastor and the one who has the answers, you can't afford not to have the answers. So yep. then you have to play at something that is not authentic and not life-giving and it, it uh, it's harmful for you. And then ultimately could be harmful for your flock or whatever. So one of the most spiritual answers you can give someone is, I don't know. Preach it. That's really true. However, here's the danger. Yes. The person receiving that answer may not be in that spiritual place either, Mm -hmm. or may not be in the spiritual place to receive that Mm -hmm. and want to look for somebody who does have the answer when really all those other people who think they have the answer don't have the answer. Right. So it, it works two ways. Well, it is. And, and God is leading both the, the teacher, the leader and the follower. You know, we're all being, I mean, the, the sons of God, the daughters of God are led by the spirit of God in them. And that's the place that is safe because he is a, he's a good shepherd. You know, he's, he's good. He takes care and he knows what we can handle when we can handle it. And sometimes and we're I don't not think ready pastors to be. believe that. <laughs> I don't think pastors actually believe that because they think it's up to them. Mm. And that right? is such a bur- such such a weight. I mean, no wonder there's so much burnout because you're yep. carrying a weight that you're actually not designed to carry. You're the under shepherd of the good shepherd, and he's the one that carries the weight, and you carry it with him, hooked up with him. And that's pretty much in everything we do, whether it's pastor, any kind of a leader, minister, but anything we do, really, is that whatever we're called to do in grace is supposed to be in conjunction with him taking his yoke upon us, right? Mm -hmm. I think learning from each other in a group uh, is a fantastic way to grow. Like I've got a uh, group that I meet with every Friday morning Mm -hmm. uh, in a private Zoom call. And, uh, I'm not the teacher and they've come to learn that that everyone contributes. Everyone shares their opinions safely, even Mm -hmm. weird questions that why, why would you ask that? Like those are all safe and it's taken two years for that trust to really be built. And we're truly learning from each other. I'm, I'm there to learn too and enjoy. Sure. I facilitate because you need a facilitator, but I'm not the teacher, which is big difference. You know, and that's great because then too, you can also pull truth out of people that you get from, you yeah. know, that you glean from. And that's such a. Yeah, such I preach a, sermons from that group. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, that is life giving. That is like, you know, everybody in ministry needs a group like that where you're able, you know, not to be the expert to contribute, but not be the expert. Um, and yeah. also receive and have it safe to have, not have all the answers and not, and, yep. and, you know, all of that. So that's, that's such a healthy, healthy thing. You know, well, in so, your, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was go just going to ask you in your deconstruction process, as God was kind of leading you through uh, things, how, you know, if someone is just kind of starting to grapple with some things and maybe sensing like, I don't know, is this, is this right? You know, what, what, um, 
what advice would you give them as they're kind of grappling with some of the um, kind of bigger issues, you know? Well, I know for individuals that are questioning things, they're going to have more questions. It's not just one question. That question, once it's asked, the dominoes begin to fall and a whole line of questions follow that. And that can be really scary. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest that for whatever question you have, Mm -hmm. there is a hope filled perspective on that. And that's critical. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't mean all the answers you hear are correct, Mm -hmm. but the next answer you do here will lead you closer to the real answer that's going to bring peace to your heart. Because I think if, mm-hmm. if the answers aren't being peaceful to you, mm-hmm. it's not the final answer. You can, right. you can chill. And by the way, none of them are final. Uh, I'm not done my deconstruction. In fact, <laughs> right. deconstruction is a nice word to use in the front end, mm-hmm. but really you're being discipled into Christ. That's really what's going that on. Is not exactly deconstruction is not the flag to put on the top of your church. Right. Um, but to have a place in the church, so mm-hmm. to speak, which is the body of Christ, you and me, mm-hmm. uh, where you can actually identify, look, these are some areas that are really tough that, that we need to revisit that the church has never allowed us to question. Well, I am now questioning the answers that are, have been given to me my entire life. And I think right. that's important. We've never questioned them. We weren't allowed to, but now I'm questioning what was spoon fed to me. It's like, wait a minute. And unfortunately the list grows quickly. And each time, every single time I have found that there is a good answer, even though I don't Mm -hmm. know all the answers to Mm -hmm. stuff, Mm -hmm. there is a good perspective out there. Wow. In the early church history, in great teachers today, in uh, somebody who works at Walmart and blogs and has a revelation shared, Mm -hmm. they're speaking the gospel and revelation to everyone. And yet they're not a great teacher, which is overrated. So we (laughs) need to not just look to the, to the big wigs because mm-hmm. some of them are really humble and they're great. They're, they're, it's fine. But others, they just love to f- keep, the keep telling me, no, 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 it's bad. No, no, keep going. no, no, no. Don't tell me anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. So, and I, but I think, think the de- go ahead. ahead. Sorry. I love zoom in the pause, <laughs> the delay. Uh, well, I think one of the things that also helps are, are there are some things that you really do know. Like if, if you can start to camp out in base in the real basics of a, a relational God and really get, get settled in who you are in that God that you're adored, forgiven, loved. I mean, these are things that's really important to grapple with. Then you can bear the weight of maybe some of the more existential questions, yep. right? Um, and all that kind of thing. But I do think there's a place in your knower where you are known by God and God knows you. And that's the place where peace is going to be ministered as you're, as you're, you know, following, trying to figure this stuff out. I mean, the, the, the sons and daughters of God are led by the spirit of God and he leads by the spirit of peace. Even if there's, and if you don't feel questions. that peace, the answer is not finished yet. Exactly. exactly. And even, th- even though I've given people a response that I believe was very true, mm-hmm. but to them is, I don't feel peace about that. Right. That's fine. That means you have more things to unpack. Mm-hmm. You have more clutter in your, in your toolbox than you thought. Mm-hmm. And some things have to come out and exactly. you're going to have the same answer in six months and go, wow, that makes sense now. Right. <laughs> right. Cause you weren't ready. Right. And that's true. And there is a timing. And I think it's important to be humble and realize that 
whatever God is we're grappling on with God doesn't mean that everyone else is that's got to be what they grapple with. And I think mm-hmm. we need to be um, sensitive to people in their process and just not blow everything to smithereens. And kind. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a tender thing and people do get shaken and, and all of that. And, 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 and God is kind and, and, and gentle. Even if he's firm and convicting us on whatever, he's gentle and he's kind. He's love and he's patient and leads us where we need to go. Um, uh, I, th- and I think we need to, you know, we're supposed to be like him as he is. So are we in this yep. world? Yeah. I think if you've grown up in church for any period of time, um, you're going to see some things that are like, wait a minute, I'm not sure if I really believe that. Mm-hmm. That to me is what deconstruction is sure. or the journey of discipleship where you continue to unpack, like whatever's put into your bag of theology uh, from this church, this denomination, your parents, whoever, um, there's going to come a time where stuff's going to have to be put out, pulled back out. Like, Wait mm-hmm. a minute, that was never true to begin with, mm-hmm. but let's put in something that makes more sense mm-hmm. and will show you more historically and biblically what that is. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and there are categories out there that, are going to scare people, but I think you just hit on the, one of the number one things is who is God. That's probably one of the biggest deconstructions and reconstruction projects that has to happen. Otherwise you won't trust him. Exactly. And he's the one that's supposed to lead you. And so that's what needs to be healed. That's our whole yep. perspective of, of who God is and can he be trusted? And, and he, is he big? You know, sometimes he's gentle, but powerless. And sometimes he's, you know, powerful, but freaky, <laughs> you know, scary. And all of that needs to be healed in something that um, is true with who he is as a person and, and in your relationship with him. And, and it, from that place, it will bear weight to question all manner of things because you are known and you know this person that 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 really has your best interest at heart, that really yep. loves you and that's safe. Well, I grew up believing God was a God of wrath and anger. Mm-hmm. Um, and to find out that there's a, another wider, deeper meaning for the word wrath that I was oh, never yeah. told about. Mm-hmm. Um, and and th- throughout most of the church, especially the Western church, the Eastern church doesn't see it like that, but the Western church does. So if you're Baptist, Pentecostal, you right. name it, it's all the same historical background. Mm-hmm. And so to find out that God is actually love, not has mm-hmm. love, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. is love. Because I always thought love was an attribute of God, an app that you download. Okay. Right, right. Today I'm going to use love. I'm patience today. Yes. Yeah. That's not it. Mm-hmm. When we find out God's essence is love and mm-hmm. everything he is, is love. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the, remember I talked about the dominoes? The next domino that you may articulate or not articulate or mm-hmm. realize it'll point to why you're having trouble with this, that God right. is love is the scriptures. Right. Like, wait a minute, but this says, the Bible says, mm-hmm. and that now we must revisit what is the authority of scripture? Right. What does the word infallible mean? Who made that up to begin with? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did our Bible come together? Mm-hmm. And here's the scary part. People are going to become afraid. And this is where I have been afraid. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't you take away my Bible. Because there's something, I know there's truth here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not what this is about. No. This isn't about ripping away a source. It's mm-hmm. about um, revisiting and looking deeper into content because it's 66 books. Right. It's not and one book. There's no such thing as one book filters. called the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right. We've made that up. Yeah. Not, not God. Mm-hmm. Right. So 
it's time to take a look at how those books were uh, introduced into faith, mm-hmm. the knowledge they had available to them at that mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. Um, and then what's available today. Like, even if you take a look at some of the authors of our New Testament, we are told in Bible college that so-and-so wrote this and this and this and this. Well, now we're finding out that the authors may not be who we were told it was, <laughs> right. but does that matter? Mm-hmm. It is inspired. Mm-hmm. Like this, is. that's where the deconstruction of scripture is critical and not mm-hmm. to be a, made afraid of. Exactly. Um, I believe the word of God is infallible. And when he was 18, he grew a beard. Yes, he did. <laughs> you know, Brad Jerzak. <laughs> right, you know? exactly. That's the right. Word of God, capital W, is it's Jesus, mm-hmm. not the written text. Because otherwise, you got to start going back, okay, which translation? Right. Which variation? Which exactly. text did they come from? Which papyrus did they, uh, uh, were exactly. they uh, translated from? You're, you're going to have to, and, and which variation through? that didn't have errors? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it doesn't diminish faith. Mm-hmm. If you're not allowed to ask the questions... They're hiding something. Exactly. Exactly. So I think, I think that can be a really scary one. So I I would tell people, don't be afraid of that. Don't Mm -hmm. be afraid because Jesus didn't need a Bible to bring truth to anyone. All right. The written Bible didn't even come available till whenever, you know, like I think in when when was the first Gutenberg Bible printed for the people? That was in what, 1600, 1500, 1400? I thought it was a 1500. Something like that. I don't remember. I'm not that great at history. Yeah. No, not not a great. So what happened to those people who didn't have the word of God? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Well, they had the word. He was just a person that engaged with them. The same word that you get to engage with. And then that also there to highlight what is valuable in the written word that points to him as the word and, yeah. you know, and how we handle that. And so, and, and, and so the beautiful thing is that as you start to navigate through that, um, you're able to appreciate the richness of it, but not be in bondage to the things that, you know, that are, um, are, are not pointing to Christ that, that, you know, that scripture makes me afraid of God. Well, that's not pointing to accurately to the God who is the word. Right. And I, that's the I value a, of how it, of, of that particular scripture that does, it's like, that's who, who he is not. Yes. Well, the so, same scriptures yeah. that you've read for years can suddenly have a whole new meaning. Absolutely. It can come alive in 3d in a way you never saw coming. And, uh, I, I think people need to know there is hope. There is a better understanding. Uh, it's not that we're without answers just because you don't know the answer or people around you don't know the answer. There is, it just may have to be put on the back burner. Like exactly. an example for me, um, end times was a really big deal for me growing right. up. I, you know, watched right. all those scary movies, distant thunder and, and every you time know, you come and home I, and no one's home, you're like, did they, were they raptured? Yeah. Hey, listen, I came home and I, I, my parents aren't home. Did I, did the rapture happen? Right, exactly. I really, really thought that Truly. a lot more often than I want to admit. But I was groomed into that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Appreciate so this end times theology, um, I didn't understand it. I couldn't figure out how the teachers that were teaching at the time did aerodynamic backflips flips and oh, gymnastics through scriptures goodness. connecting Daniel to Revelation. Did this, did, 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 did. I think, oh, okay, we give up. Now we have to lay uh, and, and just respect whatever they say as true because clearly they must be smart. Right. Right. And so yeah. we gave in to that and, mm-hmm. and didn't question it because right. who are we? They would just come back with a, an, an intimidating answer. Right. So I put that on the back burner and over the last uh, 10 years, wow, some of that stuff has been 
called up to the front burner and said, no, no, now I'm ready Now's to show you. Because people ask me to preach on end times. Right. And that's like, I can't until I have a conviction. I mm-hmm. refuse to and cannot teach something I don't believe. Yeah. I just yeah. can't yeah, to parrot it uh, back until out I or, wrestle with it. Right. Sorry? To parrot it back out, right? So yeah, I'm not a parrot. With it first. Yeah. yeah, people know me. And I've been accused of being a parrot of other teachers. Oh, you're just parroting what so-and-so said. You don't know me. <laughs> you know, I am learning myself. I am wrestling with this. So the end times thing, I did a series called The Hope-Filled Perspective on End Times. And it was a two-part series that I was scared that Sunday because it was way out of my gatehouse. Right. But I knew what I was sharing was an incredibly new perspective that we weren't told. Nice. And so that began... The next thing. So if I had to deconstruct forgiveness, that I am fully forgiven, that Christ is actually in me, that God is love, that end times is not what I was told, then how much more is there? Right? Okay. I can trust God with all the other questions because then hell came up. What about hell? You don't believe in hell anymore. Well, I do, but it's not quite defined the same way you think it is. Right? Right? The way we've been taught. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pardon? The way we've been taught, right? The- exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, no, I do not believe in eternal torment, mm-hmm. uh, conscious torment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is a better perspective. And honestly, here's what's embarrassing. For those that are so steeped in that typical traditional picture, mm-hmm. it's so blatantly obvious that it's not true mm-hmm. that they are so plugging their ears and shutting their eyes because, right. oh, don't tell me that. Don't take away my so, health. My they're addicted to fear. Torment. Yeah. Right. Right. It's true. Well, and, and then also they're on honestly, and a lot of times your own wrath, because if you want people to get theirs, right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> right. And oh, you're, payback. Oh, yeah. right. And so we have to so like examine Jesus. our, right. Exactly. And so, you know, sometimes we, we, so much of what we project onto God or project onto the old is kind of what's in our own heart. So when it doesn't look like love, doesn't look like patience, kindness, gentleness, all of that. Well, ding to ding, ding, something's wrong. Because that's yep. not reflecting a lovely God who so sacrifices f- for his kids instead of demanding sacrifice, obedience, and, and I'm going to roast you if it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for me, the fruit mm-hmm. of, if you want to use the word deconstruction for now, the fruit of deconstruction, I believe, and this, uh, this, oh, I'll stand on this, no problem. If it doesn't make God bigger and better, mm-hmm. if it doesn't make you more loving, mm-hmm. something's wrong. Exactly. So... The answers must point to becoming a more loving person and more mm-hmm. gentle. Mm-hmm. If people are becoming angry in their journeys. Yeah. Well, that's good, but don't create a ministry platform for that and hurt all kinds of other people. Right. Stop it. This is learn quietly. Exactly. There's a lot more quiet learning that we're called to in scripture than we are blatantly trumpeting it. And nobody wants to read those verses because they're not sexy. Well, no, and that's really true. And, and, and the thing is, whatever our own internal processes, if there's something, you know, that's, that, 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 that comes up, that's anger or whatever, we don't need to, we can work through that in, in community, but in safe community, we can work that through that with God, obviously. Um, but, you know, um, uh, creating a platform about that is basically about your own personal angst and and that's not a, a jesus ministry and your ego right and mm. and 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 shock value and all of that kind of thing and that's not really that's not a building other up ministry that's not a drawing people together ministry that's not a ministry of love 
it's something else, but it's not Jesus. And we have to be well, careful. Well, for you, I would ask you, what, what ha- from the things you have learned so far, even some of the newer things in the last, let's say, five years, yeah. some of the big pillar items that are like, huh, that, I've really reshaped my thinking on some of that. Mm-hmm. What has that done for you when you meet others that are on the same journey? Does it make you condescending or what, does it make you what? Like I, I, I know what you're going to answer, I get, but no, I get excited because we have a fellow sojourner who who are, who who's struggling and grappling, and you know, and then we're kind of in this together, and we're also growing in the knowledge of him. And since he is so gorgeous, right, we are growing in the knowledge of this beautiful person and becoming unveiled with who we are that looks just like him. And so, which means that I can look through a lens of seeing you as a a brother that, you know, is, is amazing and I can champion you and, and just enjoy it's, you know, Jesus prayed that we would be one as he and the father were one. So us pulling together, uh, in, in oneness, not because necessarily we agree on everything, but we do agree on the, the major things. Um, and then to be able to enjoy one another and enjoy what the, what the other person's carrying because we're not in competition. Um, but it's made you, right? it's made you less judgmental. Oh, yes. Right. Oh, yeah. Like previously, uh, if you're anything like me, sorry. I've had times where I just flatly say, you're so wrong. I'm right. And here's why you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And I don't make that being really blunt, but no. in my attitude, I would have thought, right. Oh boy, you got a long way to go person when really I'm the one who's been misjudging them and I'm not approachable for them to come to and learn. So every time I'm learning and growing in my, in my journey mm-hmm. of the awakening yeah. of, to who God is and what the scriptures mean even more, mm-hmm. that's a, a better way to see all this instead of deconstruction is as as you're awakening more and more. Um, It's making you more loving, caring, understanding. Uh, You don't have to point out everything to everybody all the time. You don't have to be the answer person. See how smart I am. I called you out on that line because that was so wrong. See everybody. Look, I've got the answers coming to me. Wow. And you can't see that until you've gone through it. Been on the other side. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's so embarrassing. (laughs) It is embarrassing, but you know, I mean, in some ways it's, it's kind of good to be embarrassed because we're, we're able just to see that, you know, we're humble and that we're, um, that we're, um, you know, we're being unveiled into something that's more solid, more secure, more loving, more patient, more kind, uh, the image and likeness of the person who is love. And so, uh, you know, and that's where our greatest impact is. And sometimes our greatest impact is just to keep our mouth shut and listen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and not, not, yeah, have, but that's but hard to do for some people. It is hard for the talkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this, awesome. this journey is so important and I don't think people should be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. I also don't think they should buy into the hook, line and sinker of what Christianity is, is, uh, sharing every week. Yeah. If you're still eating the regurgitated pre-chewed food Sunday to Sunday, get out. Like, I'm sorry. Right, exactly. it, to me, that's just sounds gross. Right. Cause it's supposed to be gross, right? Well, it is. Uh, you, you, your beliefs haven't changed. There's a problem. I, and I say this often. If you have not changed your perspective of God and his love in the last five years, 10 mm-hmm. years, 20 years, mm-hmm. something's wrong. And some people balk at me and say, what do you mean? I, nothing's changed. I'm, God doesn't change. Oh boy. <laughs> and I don't argue anymore. I just, Got it. Peace. (laughs) He doesn't change. You're right. (laughs) But we may need some changing. (laughs) Our perspectives may be absolutely. Yes. Yes. That may be a thing. So anyway, I don't, I'd say folks, don't be afraid to deconstruct. Yeah. Because the reconstruction's fun. 
especially when those aha moments come, right. when the light comes on uh, on a topic that you never thought you would see differently. Right. Then you become more teachable mm-hmm. and more gentle to others that are struggling with other questions. Beautiful. It's beautiful. I think, I, I really think this is part of, uh, Holy Spirit's conforming us into the image of Christ. So we, and in order to do that, we have to see Him right. We have to understand Him rightly, understand ourselves rightly. That's that identity piece in His yep. image and likeness. Uh, and then letting Him lead us and guide us into all truth. And you know what? He's really good at His job. So, uh, really good. Yes. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> well, it's true. I've, I've asked people, do you think God's big enough to get your attention or, is God big enough to get the attention of your loved one you're praying for that you mm-hmm. want to see them get saved? Is he exactly. big enough? Yes or no? Yes. Their exactly. answer reveals their faith. It's true. And if you're carrying that on yourself, you're carrying on such a weight that will break you down. That will yep. break you down. And oh my goodness. And, and by the way, that breaking down uh-huh. is something that shouldn't have been there anyway. Exactly. We, can't, we should not be afraid of that kind of, I'll use the word brokenness. We should not be afraid of that breaking process because mm-hmm. it's chipping away those things that are not of our true self anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Those got to go. And then, we're, and then we're able to be unveiled and revealed as we truly are from mm. original design, which is, which is so solid. You don't have to, you don't have to work to be you when you're tracking with who you really are. It's and true. You can rest. And that's, that's, you know, we're, we're called to operate from rest, be productive and fruitful from rest. Um, and rest doesn't mean inactive, right? Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. We work from the place of rest. Yes. Yes. And Jesus is our rest. It's him that does the work through us. He, he inspires us. He gives us the power to do it. And he is the result of whatever he's doing. It's, it's really Sounds amazing. Like it's all him. It really is. And that, that gives a lot of peace. And, and it also helps you navigate through the long haul because, you know, we're not, we're not done with this yet and God's not done yep. with us. And so, uh, that allows us to just continue, uh, doing what we're supposed to be doing and not get burnt out and all of those different things that crop up when we're relating to ourselves and, and God and one another in, in fallen quote unquote ways. Yeah. So love that. Well, any final words for our deconstruction journey or discipleship journey? God's in charge of your journey. Mm -hmm. So whether you want to deconstruct or not, Mm -hmm. it's up to him, not you. So, um, and you don't have to be afraid. That's the the key thing. I think Mm -hmm. when the angels came each time to, to surprise people, boo, you know, I can't believe them not being afraid, but they always said, fear not. Exactly. And we don't need to fear this deconstruction. So when you have other religious voices mm-hmm. telling you and warning you, mm-hmm. don't do that. They're dangerous. Don't read that book. Don't watch that book. Those are not the voices of God. God, God can really walk able. through yeah. all of that stuff without exactly. fear. He's not allergic right. to the world and right. the world's problems. <laughs> no, he's not yet. No, he's not like, Oh, this is too much for me. Absolutely. And he's able to help you navigate and he, uh, he, he will use whatever needs to be used in order to, to help you with your process. And yep. that's a, he's, tr- he's and you trustworthy. may, and you may move on from one. Let's mm-hmm. say you have a certain teacher that uh, mm-hmm. you've been learning from for a long time. Mm-hmm. God will bring you to someone else. Mm-hmm. And then you might think, well, the other one was wrong. No, they weren't wrong. Mm-hmm. They were speaking to you at that time for your journey. So exactly. quit spitting on the previous ones who spoke exactly. into your life. They've all have deposited intent- things in your life. Sorry. They, they've all deposited yeah. things in your life. Yeah. Yeah. They've deposited mm-hmm. things that, uh, create what, you, where you are now. Mm-hmm. I've made a purposeful uh, attempt 
the thanking leaders from my past. The Sunday school teachers when I bump into them, thanking them for their care. Uh, Pastors who inspired me, Um, uh, leaders, teachers, giving thanks for where they were in my journey. Some of them with their theology, if they saw what I believe now, they go, well, I didn't train you for that. But it doesn't matter. You had the love of Christ coming out of you. This is hard to do because it's easy to get mad at the previous Mm -hmm. church we were at, you know, and find all the faults in them. No, no, no. If you're doing that, your your eyes are off Jesus. Stop it. Exactly. So I'd say, don't be afraid mm-hmm. and keep your eyes focused on Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he, he'll he keep you safe in your journey. And then we can value one another with what we do deposit in one another and not yeah. demand perfection that we've all arrived. <laughs> so it's awesome. true. Yeah. Well, it is a pleasure as always, Mike, to, uh, to chat with you. Everybody, you need to look up Mike. Where can they reach you, Mike, if they uh, want to... Um, the easiest it? would be hopefellowshipycc.com or growingingrace.ca. Um, growingingrace.ca is the ministry that I do a lot of my teaching uh, mm-hmm. to Canada and worldwide. And Hope Fellowship is the church I pastor. So we're kind of hooked at, at the waist. Um, but that's the best. Look up my name on YouTube. I have tons of stuff on there and, and I'm Facebook live like, like that's Catherine. Great. Catherine and I are both on the, on the, uh, Facebook group. Um, Oh, shoot, Global help Online out. Ministry Alliance. That's okay. Global <laughs> Online Ministry Alliance. Goma. Thank you. Yes, that's Just okay. a moment of pause. That's okay. You're not the first. That yeah, it's a yeah, long one. But way. there's a collecting collect <laughs> a collection of teachers there that teach. Not everybody teaches exactly the same thing, but we're still very passionate about Jesus, and mm-hmm. we're not against anything each other is saying per se. Right. And I think that's important to hear other voices. It is. So. It, is it is excellent. Well, Mike, it's been a joy. It's always a pleasure. Uh, everybody, make sure you check out Mike, and oh, he's got just a ton of stuff out there. And as always, keep on keep on growing in grace. Right. And, uh, yeah, nobody's arrived. Absolutely. We all get to grow, and that's just part of the joy of the journey. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for tuning in, and everybody have a wonderful day. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit CatherineToon.com.